Hi and welcome to Resolution. I'm joined online here by Mike Pretty again. Hi, Mike. Hi there. <laughs> um, you're calling from uh, from The Hague, yeah? Yep, um, in lovely sunny Netherlands. It's a lovely, clear, beautiful sunny day at the moment, so I'm not sure why I'm sitting inside uh, talking on this at the moment, but uh, no doubt it's because it's rather cold out there, but uh, yeah, I'll have to see. Um, yeah, it's cold here as well in the UK. I'll pop out later today and take some pictures. Oh, good. Yeah, well, it's, it's cold here. It's definitely feeling like a cold spring morning, which is an improvement anyway. <laughs> yeah, so I've just been out for coffee and uh, and stuff here. Um, the last time we we spoke, uh, we we spoke in the in the physical space, and um, we were talking about photography um, and the fu the future of of that in general, kind of kind of setting kind of scene on. Um, on the technology and how that's progressed, but the the reason for kind of calling this this show, having this show um, this weekend, was was a specific um, thing that kept, that's come up in the news recently here, which is um, Jessup's, the camera retailer. Um, in January, uh, it was very widely reported that uh, Jessup's, which have have got you know ne nearly a hundred years worth of history. Um, 100, more than a hundred years, if you count, uh, kind of before Jessup's before it became a camera store. It was just a, a pharmacy, um, but uh, clo closing its doors after a few years of um, troubled business in the re in the UK retail sector, and uh, particularly in things like camera, cameras and music, obviously the big the big ones. But um, so in January they clo they closed their doors. They shuttered about a uh, hundred and something stores. I'm just trying to think how many stores they actually had at the at the at the end of it. Um, but uh, one hundred eighty seven. It said in the news. One hundred eighty seven. Okay, that's a lot of that's a lot of stores. It's more than I thought of. It was it was closer to one hundred and fifteen. Um, yeah, so a lot of stores uh, closed with about fourteen hundred staff uh, employed. Um, all all uh, finished in January. Um, a lot of people I knew, a lot of people you knew as well over here in the in the UK, um, affected by that. And so, just very very recently, at the at the end of March, uh, the news broke that um, uh, the uh, well known entrepreneur uh, businessman um, uh, Peter Jones had uh, bought the brand and uh, was reopening stores in the UK. Yeah, so um, so that's happened now. So they've opened a number of the stores, and, and the plan is to open thirty of the stores as retail. And I guess it was a kind of, it's kind of a good point, really, to to talk about the future of of retail uh, for the photography industry because it's something we've kind of watched for a few years, struggling in the light of um, people buying things online and so on. Is it something that uh, that that's news over there? Uh, not particularly. Um, <clears throat> I've been travelling around a little bit around Europe recently and I've, I've noticed that there are still a lot more camera shops, a lot more camera shops that still feel quite traditional um, in a lot of ways. They're small, not small in size, but they're clearly a family business based or they have some history of being a long-term business in that location, but are not a chain or a major chain. Um, there are a few of those, obviously, and there's obviously the big electronic retailers. But a lot of those stores 
um, look quite similar in terms of they still sell secondhand equipment, which is quite interesting to see. We've completely lost that in the UK with a lot of the um, with the likes of Jessup's also stopping that. Um, but there was a lot of there's a lot of more very normal looking um, camera retail shops, and there's still quite a lot of people in them going in to buy things. Um, uh, my local one here in the Hague, um, there's a few here, but there was a, there's one very nice one. Uh, which I go into, and I do buy things there. Uh, it's a very, very well staffed, very knowledgeable staff, and they still sell lots of stuff to lots of people. So I think there's a difference, perhaps. And one of the things I was wondering about, with, particularly with Jessup's, was they they did quite aggressively in the past purchase and uh, take over a lot of these smaller retail chains and smaller outfits. Um, uh, particularly in Birmingham, we went from a position where there was quite a few different retail uh, camera retail shops. And before we even had this collapse and major changes to digital, a lot of the independent small retailers or small chains like Sequip uh, disappeared, um, being bought out by Jessup's. And I was wondering whether in, in, a, in, in hindsight now, in some respects, some of the problems Jessup's have had has been because of their previous aggressive purchasing of uh, small shops and small chains yeah well that's 187 stores that's a big number um it's certainly a kind of an aggressive expansion and yeah i remember see we had sequip we had techno um we, we had we yeah i went i remember when when we were buying cameras in the uh, late 80s um, mid to late eighties in Birmingham, and, and going going into Birmingham to 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 look around camera stores, there there was certainly five or six stores that we could kind of track around town and and visit, um, and that all disappeared. And and yeah, as you say, Jessup's bought a lot of those up, shut them down, consolidated them. Um, it's it was kind of an aggressive expansion of of retail. Um, and and if, I mean the common the common wisdom that we've constantly been hearing is oh it's the internet's fault it's um, uh, it, it's Amazon it's people buying online and and you know that's got to have that's got to have a major effect on it but it does feel here like the like sometimes that's just being used as a, a as a kind of catch all I don't know excuse or uh, or, or just a reason it, it it's being used as an excuse because here. Um, certainly, there are some very good online retailers, and I've purchased from online retail in the Netherlands. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> Sorry. But that that also um, uh, they also offer particular services with the online retail in the Netherlands. I mean, I can actually purchase something and it be delivered the same day. Maybe that's due to the size of the country, or at least by the next day without a problem. Mm. Um, but also, uh, they're fairly aggressively priced. The online retail—it's cheaper to buy here than in the in the UK, even, uh, even including the exchange rate and the advantages. Um, if I came over to the UK to buy, it's still actually cheaper online here. So it does beg the question: Why, therefore, retail um, can still exist elsewhere in Europe with still quite aggressive uh, online sales? Um, it, there must be a different reason behind that, um, and I think that comes with um, that it didn't that these are small shops that potentially can keep going, um, that perhaps they offer a different set of services that is of interest to people purchasing cameras. Um, mm. I, I also don't, although clearly a lot of lot of pictures are now taken 
on phones and very small, very cheap cameras. Um, I, I think there's been a total expansion of photography and image taking, which doesn't necessarily mean that there's a uh, any smaller sudden contraction in the market of people buying cameras. If anything, I think there's more people buying um, better cameras and bigger cameras than there were in the past, simply because we've got more people taking cameras. So you, I don't think, um, or more people buying cameras, I don't think particularly that we have a a shrinkage in the market of people buying cameras because that's been taken over by phone cameras. I just think there's just a lot more people taking pictures, full stop. Mm. Everyone takes a picture now. In the past, it would be, oh, I've, I've remembered to bring my camera along <laughs> and um, I'll take this picture today and of Christmas and maybe in, in June, July, I'll take another picture of our holiday and maybe I'll take another picture on this roll of film for next Christmas and then take it in to be processed. <laughs> yes. So I think there's going to be a lot more, there's a lot more photography or image making, image taking full stop. And I don't think that has necessarily contracted the market. If that's the case, then why are there still so many camera makers making so many cameras mm. um, and yeah, still selling a lot of cameras? Well, yeah, I think it, I think it's un, uh, undoubtedly you know the, the, the dramatic expansion in the number of in, images that we're all taking and the number of people taking them. I mean, you you, you kind of that that's quite funny rem reminiscing about those those people who who did have a Christmas tree on both ends of the roll of film and uh, and a summer holiday in the in the middle. I mean, it's a very, it was a very real phenomenon. And until very recently, I I knew people and you knew people who 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 would take leave a, a twenty four exposure. Of, film in their camera for for a year um but now as you say we we've all got cameras with us all the time it yeah. i remember when uh it when disposable cameras became quite a big thing because of that phenomenon of people finding that that they were suddenly at a, a you know a, a theme park or a, a zoo or, or something or, or engaged in an activity and hadn't bought their camera with them um so that kind of that kind of impulse purchase um but that just doesn't need to happen anymore because we do have have cam cameras with us all the time in one form or another but um but i think you're right i don't i don't see that as as having chain as having eliminated uh, the purpose of buying cameras for some people although clearly the vast majority of people are just making do with with the cameras on their phone um it it reminds me that you know at, at one point um i'm guessing it's a, it's about five or six seven years ago uh the jessops started to seem to to alter their perception of the market and seemed to be very influenced by this idea that 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 phone cameras were, were where the market was going and for a very brief period they they experimented with selling phones in the store um as, as if they almost thought that well well you know this because phones now have cameras on them that they needed to be purchased from from camera stores it just seemed to be there's a, a remarkably sort of short-sighted um notion uh, that didn't didn't last very in, long in the same way that um uh, waterstone's sells ebook readers and hmv mm. used to sell um iPhones and yeah. iPods, well, like, uh, H H H H H H H H H H H H H H H H H H H H H H H H H H H H H H H H H H H H H H H H H H H H H H H H H H H H H H H H H H H H H H H H H H H H H H H H H H H H H H H H H H H H H H H H H H H H H
Yeah, in fact, in fact, uh, we bought we bought an iPod Touch from HMV only a few, couple of months back because it was the only place in uh, in the city in Birmingham city centre that had a particular colour of iPod Touch in stock. Um, we could have waited a few days at the Apple Store, but uh, my daughter had got uh, savings burning a hole in her pocket, and uh, and 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 HMV turned out to be the only place that that had it, um, but. Uh, I can't imagine they're making very much money on those things. And, and similarly, I can't imagine that Jessops were, were going to make very much money on, on phones. No, who's going to sign? You know, I don't, can't think many people are going to sign up with Jessops as a, as a kind of carrier. <laughs> um, but it seemed to mark a point at a time in which Jessops, uh, as a, specifically Jessops, just seemed to not understand where the market was going and be flailing around for for what what the future was, and I I, I was we were talking about this a, a couple of weeks ago um, that while while Jessops have on the surface have talked a lot about how the internet has changed the camera purchasing thing that there's a lot of other things that they that they did uh, very very kind of crazy kind of business plans and I think what that that it's not Amazon that took a lot of their business away obviously it's taken taken a fair bit but I don't think it's it's the it's the main culprit I think what I think I noticed Jessup spent uh, spent investing an awful lot in the notion that that people would come into their stores not necessarily to buy a camera and uh, uh, subsequently they, they kind of kind of seem to down scale their camera selling uh, side of things uh, but but to but people would come in with cameras they purchased in order to print out photographs did you notice this uh, this too this kind of growth in the kind of mini lab side of the business and the the automated photo printing but um, I mean, it always used to be a case with film that they're on a lunchtime in Jessup's and in other um, uh, larger retail shops that they would have a long queue of people either taking in a film to be printed or coming out with a film mm. after prints. And you have used to have a long, long queue, particularly at lunchtime in, in a big city, people taking their one or two rolls of film in to be processed. So... Um, I guess they, they felt that that kind of market would actually continue with digital, that people would come in. Mm. Um, they didn't consider that people might have a good enough printer at home or more likely a good enough digital way of viewing uh, yeah, the I images. See, see, I think this is what's happened. You see, I, I think they, they spent, I think Jessup's in particular, um, kind of under-invested in, in the selling of cameras and equipment and over invested in in mini labs and the self printing kiosks um, on the basis that oh you know people will always want to print out their photographs and uh, and I, and I think it, it's, it's not so much the home printers it uh, although that, that clearly has a has a place but the the lack of printing that is that has really affected that that people simply don't need to print them because if we did you know, I, I remember people people would go and get second sets of prints so that they could distribute them to their friends. But most of the people I I know of all of all generations, you know, all, all age groups. Um, in fact, in some cases, more the the kind of elderly um, uh, people I know in families are are sharing their photographs on Facebook and not printing them at all. I th I think. Um... 
I think that it's taking the concept of why did you print your your holiday snaps out? It was simply to share it with other people. Mm-hmm. Um, there used to be the case that uh, people would f- a, um, have all their films as slide and develop the slides and do a slideshow of their holiday. Mm-hmm. Um, but you still get that as well in a way. You say older generation um, would tend to uh, share, may share on Facebook, etc. Um, my mother um, doesn't do that. She'll plug the camera into the television and mm. we all sit round in that slideshow way of uh, that used to be, um, looking at the pictures on the television. Yeah, um, so there's still yeah. other ways, but it's still definitely not a way of printing out. It's still, if you take it from the fundamental thing that you want to share, then um, there's easier ways to share and cheaper ways to share. So the yes. idea of printing doesn't necessarily mean you're sharing. If you want to keep a memory... Um, it's a, as an image and put it on your wall, then certainly that's still going to be um, something that people want to do. I think we'll see. I, I would prefer, and I guess maybe some others would prefer, to have a print than one of those little electronic viewers that sits there and shows your photos mm. on a little LCD screen. I don't see that as being a future. No, it seems to have disappeared a bit, that as well. well we don't see so many of those of, around. Yeah, it's kind of, it's, it, that seems like it's kind of just duplicating the, the point. You know, we've all got a... a a high quality or lots of us have got a high quality screen on a on a phone many of us have got much higher quality screens on iPads um some other tablets <laughs> if anyone buys them um some other you know other devices we many of us most of us you might say have got have got a decent quality television screen and uh, and though that way of lo- just looking at pictures, it, it seems. Wh- why would we go and buy a, a dedicated uh, screen just just for it, uh, particularly one that's usually pretty poor quality? Um, the, the printing thing, ha- hanging a photograph on your wall, is something very special. Um, and, and I guess that that will always be a, a, you know, a smaller section of, of a kind of marketplace, but an, but one that you're not going to replace uh, overnight. It it does become a case of specialist printers. Again, you may still just uh, email or send or upload your image to their particular service and they'll send something in the post to you on printed on a cushion or on a teacup or on a or as a print. Mm. Um, those services will still exist, but that's not a high street service and certainly not a bulk service. Yeah. But it, it seemed to become for Jessup's a kind of main focus of their business. I, I, I remember commenting, walking walking past the city centre, uh, Jessup's, one of the one of the big world camera centre stores. You know, really lots of investment in retail space, um, and seeing that, just remarking that the window space, prime retail uh, display area, had no cameras in it. It only had special offers boxes and things you could have printed like mugs and jigsaws and so on it was terrible it, yes it was very strange um, that you had in one of the most busiest parts of a city uh, with lots of uh, pass by that it was never actually anything in the window that would stop a photographer or somebody interested in photography to stop there it would generally be and even those sort of offers they don't 
make people stop there necessarily yeah, you don't see things yeah. but certainly a large amount of their retail space was put over to these kiosks and it kind of felt a bit like supermarkets with their automatic uh, uh checkouts as well that you had one or two people wandering around how, helping people out mm-hmm. and it was a do-it-yourself job and that's, um, and that's a real downgrading in staff as well not only in terms of numbers but it's in terms of skills definitely a great Certainly, there's that downgrade on skills and staff. Um, there is an issue also, um, do people have enough time to go in and sort out learning another computer system, another way of doing things, and having to get help, etc.? And you're spending your lunchtime there, um, as you then have to become the person who knows what they're doing, rather than handing your film over to somebody else who goes and does. <laughs> it, it's, it, actually, it struck me as really ironic recently. I, I went. I had to go uh, into. Um, a, a, I think it was a Max Spielman, uh, the small kind of camera stores, and and to get uh, my partner, she had to have a photograph taken for a visa. And uh, and it was it was a quick thing. We just needed it done really quickly, and we wanted the printouts done at a certain size to meet the passport visa requirements, and um, which they had all listed. They had a they had a wall chart of the the different regulations for different countries, and then they but they they printed them using one of the self service uh, kiosk a Kodak machine, um, which wouldn't do the format that the store was offering <laughs> and required the mem- a member of staff in the store to operate or try to operate this self-service kiosk. Um, it's a complete sort of, kind of strange situation. You've got kiosks designed to not require any, any uh, store um, assistance, um, but requiring them and, and, and even then not actually doing the job that, uh, that they're trying to do with them. It's very, very strange. But it does strike me that that's what, one of the things that happened with Jessup's is it went from employing a lot of, uh, I think, very well-trained staff who really could advise you on, on uh, camera equipment and, and were keen photographers themselves to emphasizing at least the, the kind of oh, someone just to help you stick your uh, SD card in the right slot and press the right buttons. I, I think there's still a, a need for those terminal place, but they are likely to be like somewhere like in, in uh, Boots the Chemist or somewhere else where you just have one amongst a whole bunch of other retail services and a, a retail space that you just happen to know that Traditionally, you'd always go to Boots or WH Smiths or somewhere like that to get a film process in a small town, and you still can digitally get a few prints done. Um, but I don't see it as a big part, and it certainly does seem to be one of the big mistakes that Jessup's has made. Mm. Actually, in fact, I'm doing a little bit of research on this this morning and uh, and, and just wondering what else had been said about this, and I think I've pulled up a, a Forbes.com article uh, from uh, from 2006, which was uh, a report uh, from the 82nd Annual Photo Marketing Association in Orlando, conference in Orlando. Um, I'll put a link in the sh- in the show notes. Um, but where where it's the, very much the theme of the show is is printing services, fu- uh, the future of retail photo finishing. Um, a, a lot of interesting stuff there. People pushing this as a as 
people are, here's a, a quote from uh, a digital imaging analyst from IDC saying uh, people are snapping more pictures now that means the pie of printing retail printing is growing bigger um, but even here uh, people uh, the, the a side note a footnote to that is is that retail will uh, they say will never dominate the market like it did in the old days um, instead consumers will use photo websites for archiving and sharing home printers for instant gratification and retail printing for big jobs and special projects such as making calendars and posters um, so e even there in 2006 which which I think was right at the uh, the middle of when Jessup's were were really investing in uh, in retail printing um, you've you've got naysayers you've got pe people who are, are slightly less uh, less optimistic about that as a future it was also interesting when you see it the things like photo shows like focus on imaging where um, over time you saw a shift in what was being presented to both professionals, consumers, and retail in, in an environment like that, that um, there was around that time and a little bit before that, a lot of these terminal uh, producers presenting their equipment there. This time around, I think there was Photo Me and maybe Fuji. Yeah. Uh, and that was it. And I don't think even Fuji Film had their processing stuff there. They had more other finishing equipment for. Yeah. Um, off-site processing. Yeah, I think even 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 in one year, I think that was a noticeable change. Um, also, the as you just go go back to what you said before about the little little screens for for viewing your own pictures on the year before last, I think 2000, 2012, There were more companies there selling um, little connected screen LCD screens and so on. That that has completely had completely gone away this year. Um, Whereas every every store, every vendor was using iPads to do their <laughs> to do their sales stuff on, and every conference, every kind of show I've been to recently has been like that. Everyone's using iPads. Uh, yeah, I think there's there's a certain quality with the the screen on the iPads, which is far better than you could get with any of those little um, cheap LCD uh, viewers. But also, I think with what's happened with some of these shows, and I think this year particularly, there was also very few photo finishing um, mm. uh, a, uh, stands there either from companies that do a lot of that the previous wedding. years there's been a lot not just wedding well there's always a lot of wedding lot of um, <laughs> and that's obviously a big market still for professional photography and for photo finishing and for particularly for the books but there was previously the uh, world print onto any surface type um, uh, providers of uh, there and we don't see so many of those around um, this year and there was some last year but previously again there was a lot of well, well printed onto anything you kind of think is a, a weird surface to print on and we'll do that and those have disappeared as well by looks of things. Yeah, so it's, it's like this is get this retail printing is getting more and more specialized. Yeah, there, there are there are certain uh, situations in which you'll turn to somebody else to print your photographs out. There's, a, there's certain situations in which you'll print your photographs out at all. Um, things like weddings, things like the, the high-value, uh, once-in-a-lifetime moments that you're going to commemorate in that way. But for the rest of it, we're, uh, we're sharing. I, I... 
I, I would certainly agree with that, that those are going to be a lot more, uh, we'll see, just, again, it's the artisan specialist services rather than the bulk uh, mass services that you've got there. Although the, the, uh, these shows where all these wedding uh, albums and things seem to be fairly mass because there's so many of them and they're all huge, great big stands with so many books and so much choice, it feels like a mass market, but clearly it isn't. It's, uh, it's a limited market. Mm-hmm. But I think even now, um, and it'd be interesting to hear comments from uh, wedding photographers that, that, um, that they are now putting a lot of their images online as well as well as providing books as just an additional service. So it's going to be interesting to see. It'd be nice to, if you have a chance to talk to some wedding photographers, to mm. see how, from their perspective, uh, the photo market has changed, and particularly the uh, finishing, how they're providing their services now. Because that could actually lead also to a reduction in this sort of area, perhaps, mm. um, if people, again, are preferring to share yeah. uh, rather than print a memory. Yeah, we'll but see uh, coming back to the Jessops issue. Mm. Sorry, sorry, I can't. Uh, coming back to the Jessops thing. Uh, yeah, it's there's a bit of breakup, so I think we're crossing over here a little bit. Um, with the Jessops thing, there's there's still I think a need um, somewhere to actually be able to go into a shop, and uh, because cameras, particularly cameras, you're dealing with something that's physical in your hands, you actually need to try them. And the difficulty, just uh, blaming the the online uh, Amazon market, etc. But and perhaps this is something they did experience a lot of of people coming in, trying the camera, walking out, and going and buying it on, on Amazon. Mm. Um, that a you still need to try these devices. You've got to know whether it fits your hand, particularly a DSLR or something a bit bigger, whether it suits your what you're looking for. And with so much choice in the marketplace on the compact cameras, um, good advice is actually very, very helpful. Uh, I couldn't, what people ask me about, oh, well, what camera should I get? And I'm completely lost now. There's just so many and so many new ones coming out, both not so much on the DSLR, but certainly on the uh, compact cameras, it's impossible to keep up. Mm. So having a specialist, um, people who can help, I still think that's um, an opportunity to sell. But the, again, what's the profit margin on those sort of things? Probably not huge. So you end up trying to find other ways of uh, promoting or, or making more money elsewhere. And uh, I think it was very clear that Jessops were making much more money on their uh, additional extra sales when they sell a camera than actually on the camera. So you buy a camera, they make more money on the memory card, the extra battery, the case, the this, that and the other that went with it. So this could be a good opportunity uh, perhaps for uh, providing those additional bits and pieces. Um, I recently spent a lot of money from a, a photography supplier that doesn't actually supply any cameras. It's all the other bits and pieces that as you change cameras, you need to change. Mm-hmm. And you look at all these additional extra camera bags or this, that and the other, um, filters and flashes and bits and pieces that go around your camera system. Um, that's also a possible area that um, even a high, tail, a high street retailer could actually specialise in, but it couldn't be a large number of them. It's only mm. a small number of stores, mm. and 
perhaps holding large amounts of lines is difficult. Yeah, yeah, I think this is this is really the the key to it, isn't it? That Peter Peter Jones is bringing back saying uh, saying oops, we're getting some breakup. Um, saying uh, yeah, well, I don't believe we'll ever have over fifty stores unless we start to go into Europe. Um, that they're aiming for thirty by the end of um, end of April. Um, but even then, the, it is it is really a question in my mind as whether whether the margins are there in re in retail at all. Um, to, to do this, it's all very well to say let's emulate Apple. Uh, let's let's have stores where where you really are encouraged to come in. You're encouraged to touch the devices, to play, to learn about them, to bring them back for servicing. But the difference with all of these companies is that they don't make their own stuff. That that Apple has products that it has good margins on, and it makes it and services it itself. And that's really hard to emulate for any retailer. Well, the problem for any retailer is this: it's a chain, a logistics chain, that everybody takes a small part of the pie. Mm. Um, it's in exactly the same way as uh, going all the way back in history to the Silk Road, that every city and every trader it passed through had to take their little bit of a cut. So by the time it got the silk got to Europe, it became very expensive. Um, and I think you have the same in a way with um, a photographic retail chain that you're buying from wholesalers who are then buying from so-and-so and so-and-so. So um, perhaps that's not one of the problems of uh, the margins there yeah but i guess if you, if you keep it small maybe perhaps there is a hope for this if you keep it small focus on people who are trading up who are expanding their interest in photography who are investing you know, maybe maybe a thousand pounds as a kind of base level in a, in a camera a couple of lenses the the bag to carry around in the tripod and maybe that happens over a period of, of a couple of months that people come in but that they keep coming back for that advice and, and that help maybe it can support 30 stores in the uk i, I don't know it, it it would be a pity to see it go away entirely um but it's hard to see how it's going to survive i think it's the knowledge is the thing these things are very complex devices now it is the knowledge and the advice and support that would help bring people back to the same shop again and again and again uh, i did watch uh, a good friend of mine who i sold he wanted a camera uh, was using a camera phone uh, a, pho a camera on the phone mm. um, to take pictures and wanted something small and light and a little bit better to take pictures with and slowly but surely has moved up over the last uh, three years from that to a full-frame DSLR um, it does happen mm. um, he buys more cameras than I do uh, <laughs> but people get into it as a hobby and has have invested um, and is are enjoying it as a hobby now and share online and share pictures and have made new friends and found new knowledge etc so it, it becomes a lot more um, that you get people can still get people hooked on it mm. and it's quite easy to make that move from just having a very simple little pocketable um, compact camera to wanting something a bit better taking nicer pictures and it does happen and it should be possible then for um, as both you probably as well as I get lots of questions about which DSLR should I buy mm, yes. um, 
that that there is a need for that kind of knowledge and support. Um, so there is a lot of opportunity there still to uh, for those people who are going up from realizing that their little compact camera is not enough for them. How big that marketplace is, I'm not yeah. sure. It's and what the margins purely... are like, whether the people are prepared to pay for that kind of advice. And that's the, I think that's going to be the real test. I mean, yes. If people want these stores to continue to exist, they, they're going to have to shop in them, I guess, is, is the short thing. Now, Jessup's are doing a few interesting things with the re, with the relaunch. They haven't rebranded. I think there's, they, they need they need to do something in that way. They, the store the store look that they're going for is pretty much what Jessup's were establishing towards the end in any case, which was a, a much better approach to, to to retail, I think, where you could go and touch the cameras, you could change the lenses over on SLRs and have a have a look at them. Um, but they've they've made no big change, no massive changes in that for the re for the relaunch although there's things like you can buy online and have and and pick up your order from a store which is which is kind of nice um you know imagine i can imagine that being a a sales kind of pitch o over an amazon kind of situation um for some people um but again so that that that's taking very much the um uh, argos mm. perspective on it Mm, yeah. yeah, but it could work very well actually. I can if imagine you, certain if you things. Feel yeah, like you want to get hold of it. Yes. Sorry, sorry. Carry on. You're, sorry, you're... no, it's all right. I think I think that is absolutely the, the case. You know, if you if you're looking online for a particular lens, and you and, and you say, well, I, I really I want this now. I want to make a, a kind of impulse purchase. It 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 could be a, be a, a very a very nice feature if you like an additional extra to be able to walk into a store uh, and pick up that lens in, they're saying in as in as little as 30 minutes uh, after ordering it but again it depends on stock levels i don't know what uh, I mean, one of the, one of Jessup's problems, one of all of the the kind of retail, uh, the recent retail failures, problems have been getting having credit that could could keep large amounts of stock um, in the store. So again, they're going to have to make that get that right. Um, one of Apple's advantages is that they have lots of stock of the stuff that they sell. Uh, they have their own distribution channel, um, their own distribution way of shipping it all around, so that does help. Mm. I think, um, well, this is what was interesting with the retail, um, online retail here in the Netherlands, is I could buy a camera and for no, I don't think it was particularly much extra, get it delivered the same day. Mm. If I, and if I, if I bought it in the morning, if I purchased uh, up until 10 p.m. at night, I could guarantee next day delivery. Um, that makes a big, big difference, I think. Um, and if Jessup's can actually offer you the chance to even and sort of uh, pick it up and go into the shop and actually try it out maybe before buying, mm. um, that would actually be if you could actually book a trial or something might be might be quite useful. Certainly, I know of one or two people who use Amazon in that way, in that they'll they'll uh, buy from Amazon. I mean, if you've got this amount of credit on your credit card, it is useful. Uh, buy from Amazon, trial it out for two weeks, and then send it back to Amazon. Mm. Yeah, if you can order a few things. And it test goes them back. Out. Yeah, and I know a few people who do that as well. So there is always those kind of possibilities that a, a retailer could actually then um, get people involved and keep coming back to them. 
one thing is that uh, a, a photographer or somebody like yourself or myself who um, get into a particular camera system, you stick for a long time often with the same camera system um, because it's how you, how you like to use it. It has the right feel for you. Mm. That might be, um, particularly with the higher-end stuff, that you 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 are dedicated to the system, but not necessarily the retail cha- um, channel, um, uh, which is where Apple have succeeded because you've got both the retail channel and the the system that people are buying into. Uh, but I think that could be something if if somehow um, with photography retail you can do the same thing, then you buy into the retail channel as well as the actual um, uh, uh, system. Mm. Which was interesting as how Jessops were actually re, uh, in that final year or so that they had um, restructured the World Camera Centre in Birmingham was that it actually felt like a series of small mini stores in there for each camera system. And you had specialists in those camera systems in those particular areas, yes. which which certainly made it feel a little bit more like that, that you were buying into both the retail and the uh, system yeah, at the same that. time. Yeah, I agree. I think that was a that was a big um, improvement, and and just going into the into the store and feeling like you were in the Canon area or you were in the Nikon area just just made much more sense. I noticed um, when a, I've got an article here on Digital Camera World uh, from when January when uh, Jessops announced that it was closing uh, that. Um, Canon had announced just a few days later the opening of its first image experience center in Calgary, Canada, um, with more to follow, um, taking a taking a bite out of Apple's retail model. Um, so I do wonder whether 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 the the big brands themselves will um, will start to start to look at this or whether or whether there's, there's a real role here for somebody like Jessops to become uh, to, to maybe downplay the Jessops brand and um, and much more open up Canon centers or Nikon centers it'd be interesting to, to watch this uh, watch how this this develops it was always the case and still is the case that um, you'll see a shop which just has Leica written across the front of it. Mm. Um, it is a camera shop selling more stuff, but they clearly brand themselves as Leica specialist centers. Um, okay, there you do have the margins. You have massive <laughs> margins. But um, they, they are at least in a position to be able to brand themselves that way. The difficulty, I guess, for them is volume. But, mm. you know, with those but sort like, of margins... Like car dealers. Yeah, mm. a bit like that, perhaps, uh, that you become specialists in those but then that means you have to then have a nikon shop a canon shop an olympus shop a pentax shop a whatever else yeah. um, uh, which which again it you st- with a photography area you tend to um, want to go and have a look at a range of different things if you don't know your cameras um, and aren't already into the particular brand but it could still work for the big ones. It could, I think you're right. It could still work for somebody like Canon or Nikon, mm. but um, uh, uh, others have tried to take a um, a bite out of the uh, uh, Apple model. Uh, Microsoft being a very good example, and it hasn't been entirely successful for all of them. 
Yeah, I think that's a good a good place to uh, to close this up for for this morning. I think or for this afternoon. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think that's a bit interesting. Yeah. I think it's it's a subject that we you know we can come back to. I think we'll uh, as as it develops, as we see the the Jessup stores carry on opening and see see what happens. And uh, I think I think we'll want to come back to it anyway. Um, <laughs> Um, and I'll continue taking a look around the rest of um, where I'm traveling around Europe and pop into the odd uh, camera shop on my way around and see how the things are being done differently elsewhere because clearly it's still um, a, uh, a way of uh, retailing and it's still possible. So I'm not hearing and seeing large numbers of camera shops shutting down. So there must be something and some way of doing this. Yeah, excellent. Well, thanks, Mike. We'll carry on with that later. And so the next time we, we speak, you'll you'll be back in the UK, I guess. I will be. <laughs> okay, so we'll, um, we'll we'll pick up up then and see what you what you found in the meantime. Thanks. Okay. Thanks again, Mike, and uh, speak to you soon. Okay. Thank you very much. Okay. Bye. Bye.